What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Send It, the podcast. I'm your host, Ola Shaw, and today we're jumping into a topic that's often overlooked but absolutely essential for success in the business world, emotional intelligence for founders. So grab your headphones, get comfortable, and let's explore the fascinating journey of understanding and mastering the emotions that drive our entrepreneurial journey. What is happening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Send It, the podcast. This is part two of the Emotional Intelligence Toolkit for Founders. In the last episode, we went over what emotional intelligence is, we talked about the founder's emotional roller coaster, and then we looked a little bit into self-awareness in action. And again, this is all discussions around emotional EQ. So just a quick overview of what emotional intelligence is. It is the ability to recognize, understand, manage, and effectively use your own emotions as well as the emotions of others. And what it involves is perceiving, evaluating, and responding to the emotions of yourself and others in a thoughtful and constructive manner. So it encompasses a set of skills, right? And it and a set of qualities. And those skills and qualities are going to contribute to the interpersonal effectiveness of self-awareness and overall emotional well-being, right? So now on this episode, we're going to finish off the last three of six that we covered in the first episode. Now, I'm not going to lie. This is something that I have to, I have to work on in myself every single day. And, and what this is, is this empathy, And I know that it's a powerful practice for myself because I know it's going to take me beyond understanding my own emotions, right? But empathy involves recognizing and understanding the emotions, perspectives, and the needs of other people, right? It's not about feeling bad or like allowing others to continue to play a victim card. It's not about that. And I think that that's what I always attributed empathy towards is like, oh man, I got to sit here and listen to this, how bad all these other people have it. Because from my perspective, I've always looked at it as look at where you are and then look at where the rest of the world is. Look at how bad it could actually be. And that's what's kept me to be positive. But then I learned that empathy is not about victims. Empathy is about recognizing other people's needs. And it's not about yourself. It's not about how you feel. It's about practicing active listening, like fully try to concentrate, understand, and respond to something, remembering what other people are saying. It, it's so hard sometimes as, as entrepreneurs because we feel like we always have the answer for something, right? They, it's so much easier to teach than it is to actually practice. But by actively engaging in conversations, showing genuine interest in what other people are doing, you can better understand the concerns and viewpoints in business of your team members, right? Or of your employees. But on a personal level, it just is going to make you a better person. Empathy involves the ability to see things from someone else's perspective. So not just as an entrepreneur, but you can consciously try to understand challenges, motivations, and like the aspirations of the people that you're talking to. And man, you never know what you can learn by talking to someone else and you never know their story. So Again, empathy is not about feeling bad. It's not about allowing people to play a victim. It's about realizing that people are diverse and people are going to have their own unique experiences and perspectives. And if somebody's in a vulnerable state, that empathy is not only going to help you, it's going to help them as well. 
In the business world or in the entrepreneurial world, try to apply empathy to better understand the needs of your customers, right? If you're actively seeking feedback, like we talked on on the previous episode, it's going to allow for growth, not just for you, but for whoever it is that you have empathy for. Now, it's always awesome, like we just talked about before. Be active in the conversations. Actually listen to people. And that brings me to this next part, is making sure that in your work for yourself and your employees or the people on your team, you need to promote a healthy work-life balance. And this one's tough for me because I feel like, yeah, I just work, 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 work. And if I have time off, it's just strictly with my family or, you know, jujitsu, or maybe I get a couple hours away to surf. But recognizing that the personal lives and well-being of the people around you You know, be empathetic by respecting some sorts of boundaries. Encourage the people around you to have a healthy work-life balance. And also, you have to be understanding of personal challenges that might impact the people around you and their performance. So you have to recognize, obviously, that we are in the business of people before we are in the business of anything else. So having empathy for your employees, your teammates, your mentors... And just think of approaching every aspect, every communication with empathy, it's going to make every situation much better. Then practice gratitude. Foster a sense of gratitude within your organizations. Express appreciation for efforts and contributions to whatever you're doing if people are helping you. Gratitude is going to promote a positive work environment. It's going to reinforce understanding that each team member, that they're valuable, right? Now, I got to apply. My wife's going to probably listen to this later. She's going to be like, hey, you got to use that empathy a little bit more towards me. (laughs) So believe me, I know. I have stuff I have to work on. And, you know, just consider, consider the impact of the decisions that you make when you're not thinking of other people and then when you are. Because integrating empathy into your decision-making process by assessing how choices may affect the people in your lives, right? That approach is going to contribute to ethical, ethical leadership and long-term positive relationships. And isn't that what we want? Like who can look back to other relationships that you feel like you put a lot into, either on a business side or on a personal side. And now even a year later, or it might be 10 years later, you don't have that same relationship anymore. And you feel like you did all of this work and it's no longer there. People don't, people want an ethical relationship. And how do you get there? How do you get there? Not without empathy. I can tell you that right now. When you're thinking everything's about yourself or for yourself, nobody's going to want to be around you. So think and put other people first in your decision making. Now, another part of this, obviously, and this is the last point I'm going to touch on for empathy, is you need to embrace a mindset of continual learning and growth. Like all the other segments, people that are open to learning from others. So acknowledging the mistakes of yourself, a then adapt to those mistakes based on feedback. It's going to demonstrate that high level of empathy. If you can learn and grow, it's going to show. Being open, it fosters a collaborative and innovative culture. Again, not just for business, but for your personal life. So by actively nurturing empathy, we can all create a positive, inclusive work environment, household, friendship, right? Because you're building, you're building stronger connections and Ultimately, it's going to contribute to your overall success and sustainability of whatever it is that you're trying. So try to remember empathy, all a part of this EQ, emotional intelligence, right? Now we're going to go on to communication skills. This is something else I have to work on because I don't, it's tough, but I don't really like talking to people. I do, 
but I don't. Like I get I get pissed off. I get I want to go too quickly. I want to get past like this conversation to get to what I want to talk to. But that doesn't work. Why? Because like once again, I got to work on empathy, right? But effective communication and strong social skills they're essential. They're essential as people and to build successful businesses and foster positive relationships. So here's a couple of things that entrepreneurs can develop and apply just to help on your social skills. And again, I'm not an expert at this. I'm not perfect at this stuff. I have to work on it daily. But using these steps, I'm hoping that I'm hoping it'll be helpful for for everyone. Do your best to master the art of clear and concise communication. So whether or not you're trying to convey an idea to a team member, an investor, or a customer, the ability to articulate thoughts in a straightforward manner, it's going to enhance understanding and minimize misunderstandings. We talked about this a little bit in empathy, active listening. So actively listen to others. It's a foundational social skill. Entrepreneurs, we should practice this listening all the time. And it's going to demonstrate that you value and respect the perspectives of other people. So active listening fosters better collaboration and it helps in making informed decisions. Adaptability in communication. So different situations and audiences, they're going to require different communication styles. I know like growing up here in Hawaii, like if I wanted to communicate, right? I mean, I come from a Hawaiian family, very local family and at home, Oh man, I'm talking to my brothers, I'm talking to my sisters, I'm talking to my friends. I'm like, oh, cause how is it? What's going on? You know what I mean? We're we're all talking pigeon. But you go to school and you're like, oh, hello, Mr. Bob, or whatever it might be, right? Like we learn these different ways of communication because sometimes pigeon is not acceptable in a situation like you're in a business situation or you're meeting new people, you know, <laughs> like people might be like, whoa, what are you saying? Right? So you learn different ways to communicate. So different audiences, they're going to require different communication styles. So be adaptable in your communication approach. Tailor whatever message you're trying to send, suit the context, right? Whatever the preference of your audience is. I always found the more I can emulate and be like the person that I'm talking to, the more likable I am. And it's weird that you got to think about this stuff sometimes in social interactions and not just be yourself, but it's pretty amazing the way that people work. And there are specific things that you can do utilizing emotional intelligence, right, to make a situation a better situation. So while working on these social skills in your business, provide constructive feedback to your team members in a positive and supportive manner. As entrepreneurs, we need to focus on specific behaviors. We need to acknowledge achievements and suggest improvements. So give that constructive feedback, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to strengthen the team. Now let's go straight to the emotional intelligence and communication. Incorporate emotional intelligence into communication because understanding and managing your own emotion as well as being attuned to the emotions of others. It's going to enable you to navigate the conversation with empathy and build stronger connection. Crazy how all these tie together, right? This is a kind of fun one. And my wife's dad, he's crazy at telling stories and really good at it. Sometimes they have no punchlines, but the story is like, it catches your attention the whole time. So if you can develop storytelling skills to effectively convey your vision, your mission and value of your business, that's awesome, right? You're telling a cool story at the same time as like people understand what you want to get across. To me, like sometimes I'm just like, ah, it's so crazy. I got to tell a whole story just to get to my point, just so that people will like me more. But yes, it's, it's true because if you can craft a compelling narrative, right? To capture the attention of your investors, your customers, your employees, creating a shared understanding and commitment to the company's goals. Boom. You've got it. 
People love stories. It's it, it and it's true. And if you're a good storyteller, tell a story. Not all the time, right? Sometimes you just got to get to the point. And that brings me to my next point, negotiation skills. Negotiation is a crucial aspect of business. You need to hone your negotiation skills to secure favorable deals. Now we're back to business, right? Effective negotiation involves active listening. You need to understand the needs of all parties and you have to find mutually beneficial solutions. And this is a tough one because there's books, there's articles, there's basically a whole portion of the internet that you could go and just dive into on negotiation skills. And I take that back, the thing I said about storytelling and relating it to this point to not storytell because storytelling could be a big part of negotiation. So remember, as entrepreneurs, hone your negotiation skills. It's going to help you secure favorable deals, partnerships, and collaborations. So, you know, effective negotiation, it's going to involve that active listening that we talked about. It's going to involve understanding the needs of all parties and finding mutual like beneficial solutions. So this, this emotional intelligence is huge in negotiating. You know, you might get an email back that says, doesn't have favorable terms for you. You could get angry really quick and respond with an email saying, that's not fair, blah, 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 right? No, you need to be able to hold your internal emotions. You need to be able to process. You need to think outside the box of something creative, right? That's all a part to respond, right? Maybe instead of just actively going, blah, right? You need to hold back. You need to think about what you're going to do. You need to come up with another favorable scenario, Okay, so do your best to hone those negotiation skills. That's all a part of your emotional intelligence. Then with the social aspect of emotional intelligence, cultivate strong networking skills, build meaningful relationships with the industry, attend those events, participate in industry forums, connect with peers and mentors, contribute to a valuable, valuable network. You be that support, give advice, give other people potential business opportunities. It's all about that networking that's building the emotional intelligence. Be prepared for crisis communication, right? In these social environments, you need to be adept to addressing challenges, setbacks, and crises with transparency and openness. It's going to help you build trust and credibility during different difficult times. Something bad happens that we talked about in the email potential, right? And you just freak out. What is that going to tell all the other people on that email chain? That that you can't control yourself. So if you can't control yourself, you think that they're going to give you an opportunity to control a bigger situation? Probably not, right? And then we have to sometimes deal with uh, different cultures and you have to understand and be able to, you know, understand. And some of this, it's due diligence also, and it's not being ignorant. You know, if you know that you're going to have a discussion with somebody from the Philippines, you better go do a deep dive into what that culture is and how they react and how do they talk and and what certain things mean before you start that communication. And, you know, we can use technology. Technology is huge. Obviously, we all know about that. But be familiar with communication tools. Be up to date with social media platforms. Just whatever whatever you need to do to connect to your audience, stay updated on industry trends and do whatever you can. Now, public speaking, which is what I'm doing right now, and it's been helping, but it's a valuable skill for us, for entrepreneurs. So if you're going to be presenting to investors, you're going to be speaking at conferences, or you're going to be leading team meetings, the ability to convey ideas confidently and persuasively, it's going to enhance your credibility and influence. It's one thing to just get up there and be able to talk to people, but are you able to convey your ideas or are you just up there talking? 
Right? So just by continually refining your communication and social skills, you can create a positive and collaborative work environment, obviously. You're going to foster strong relationships with stakeholders or, or your team members, but you're going to effectively, ultimately lead your venture forward. Okay, So that's how communication and social skills very much play into emotional intelligence. Now, the last part, this is part six, and man, we're running into that 20-minute mark, but hopefully... Hopefully I can edit this down so it just is right under 20 minutes. We'll see what happens here. But building a robust support system, it's a vital aspect of emotional intelligence for entrepreneurs. Navigating the challenges of entrepreneurship can be demanding and having a reliable network of support can contribute significantly to your personal well-being and your business success. So here's a couple ways how entrepreneurs can build and leverage a support system. First thing is identify key relationships. So recognize the importance of different relationships in your life. This is, again, going to include your personal relationships with family and friends, as well as professional relationships with mentors, advisors, and fellow entrepreneurs. So identify individuals who provide emotional support, guidance, and constructive feedback. Then do your best to cultivate emotional intelligence in your relationships. So actively apply emotional intelligence in your interactions. Be aware of your own emotions and empathetic towards the feelings of others in your support system. This awareness is going to foster a stronger connection and more understanding and a compassionate network. Have open communication. Foster open and honest communication with your support system. Create an environment where you feel comfortable sharing your challenges, your fears, and your successes. Likewise, do your best to encourage those in your support system to express themselves openly. Having transparency is going to strengthen the bonds of trust and understanding between you. Have diverse perspectives. Build a support system that encompasses diverse perspectives. You don't want everybody to say the same thing as you. You don't want everybody to always agree with you. Having individuals with different backgrounds and experiences, they're going to provide a more well-rounded source of advice and insights. You know, that that diversity is going to be instrumental in offering unique solutions to various challenges. Set boundaries. Clearly define and communicate boundaries within your support system. So that's going to just ensure that everybody understands each other's needs and limitations. Healthy boundaries are going to contribute to a supportive environment where all the individuals feel respected and understood. Have mutual trust and reliability. Nurture mutual trust and reliability in your relationships. Knowing that you can depend on someone and that they can depend on you, that's going to create a sense of security and stability. It's a great feeling, right? Because trust is the foundation of strong, enduring relationships. Then make sure if you have that, check in on people. It's funny, I've got all these group text messages and every once in a while, you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, wonder what those guys are doing. I'll send them a funny meme or something. But just that, you know, it is what it is. Schedule a regular check-in with members of your support system, whatever it is. It could be in the form of just casual conversation. It could be formal meetings, virtual gatherings, or a stupid meme text message, right? But just regular checking in, communication, it's going to help maintain a strong connection and it's going to allow for the exchange of support and advice. I have this one funny text message chain about Bitcoin. I'm not going to, you might have, you might have heard an episode earlier on that, but we'll, we'll go get back to that later. But anyways, <laughs> seek mentors and advisors who can contribute to your professional development, encourage professional development, right? So, you know, those individuals, they're going to offer guidance based on their own experiences, share valuable insights and help you navigate the complexities of entrepreneurship peer support, connect with fellow entrepreneurs. They might be in your same space. They might be facing similar challenges. Peer support is invaluable. It allows you to share experiences, exchange ideas, and provide encouragement to one another. Joining those networks 
or those communities together, it, it'll facilitate those connections. So, you know, get some peer support and then self-care. This is a big one. Recognize the importance of self-care within your support system. Encourage and support each other in maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Manage stress and prioritize a well-being. A supportive network emphasizes the importance of taking care of oneself. And I know, it's like, dude, where do I find all these people to be all these people? Start by trying to be that type of person for someone else. Be that for someone else. And watch how quickly... Watch how quickly those people come into your network and start to help you with these things. Building and maintaining a support system grounded in emotional intelligence is an ongoing process. But by prioritizing your relationships and integrating emotional intelligence into interactions, you're going to foster a resilient and supportive environment that contributes to your personal growth and the success of others. Now, As I close these curtains on this episode of Send It, the podcast, remember that emotional intelligence is not just a soft skill. It's kind of like a secret weapon. It's kind of like your competitive edge. So as we wrap up today's episode of Send It, the podcast, I want you to distill the essence of our exploration into a powerful takeaway, okay? Emotional intelligence isn't just a skill. It's the guiding force shaping your entrepreneurial journey. Your experiences, both highs and the lows, contribute to the masterpiece of your story. Cultivate self-awareness as a sacred ritual and let empathy and authentic communication be the threads weaving your leadership tapestry. Remember, in the vast landscape of entrepreneurship, no founder walks alone. So building a support system is a testament to your wisdom. Carry these insights forward. Stay emotionally intelligent. Stay resilient. And may your journey be as extraordinary as the vision propelling you forward. If you've enjoyed this show, please visit us at sendit.hawaii on Instagram. Subscribe to this channel and say what's up. Until next time, this is Ola Shaw, your companion on the path to entrepreneur excellence, signing off of another episode of Send It, the podcast.